Alrighty, welcome to Fire Breathing Kittens, an actual play tabletop RPG podcast, because today we traditionally, you know, do Dungeons and Dragons 5th edition, but we ain't doing that today, because I'm in the seat. We don't say names, but imagine I said my name there. <laughs> DM's driving the car today, and uh, we're doing Gun and Slinger. A wonderful little indie darling from Nevin Holmes. Thanks for making this game. Cool move. I like it. They have a lot of different versions. So if you like what you hear today, check out that work and shoot some money into an artist's pocket. What's Gun and Slinger, you might ask? This is a deck of cards based role playing game designed for two players and can be run without a DM. So I don't even need to be here, technically. Uh, I could leave whenever I want. <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what's going on. And I'm going to leave my camera on. I'm just going to leave the room. <laughs> uh, but it's designed for two people, the gun and the slinger. Both through little twists of destiny, the world, the traditional setting of Gun and Slinger is very dope, and you should check it out. We are doing it in-universe a little bit with the traditional fire-breathing kittens setting. But these are two things bound by fate and the twist, which is a pervasive force thing, sort of like eldritch, you know, horror-y type energy that has destroyed the world is the general gist for the twist <laughs> yeah you'll see how the twist affects both our players and the world of draws we begin in the yosakai eagle-eared listeners might recognize that world it is an alien plane to the plane on which draws lies and now we get to figure out what happens there Cool. Uh, and with that, I will introduce our gun. Well, hey there. My name is Maliocus. <laughs> I love it. I love oh, it. Oh, yeah. I am, well, not quite a gun. I'm more uh, a living sword, you see, because uh, I used to be a jester in hell. But uh, one thing led to another, and now my soul is engraved into this here bastard sword. So, as you can imagine, I'm an agent of trickery, and I like pulling pranks and making things difficult for anyone else. Magatama, she has a, a sense for evil, but that will often get thrown off by the thing she carries on her back, i.e. me. <laughs> <laughs> me spinning around like a compass going <laughs> where's the evil it's behind me and um, this is my regular player voice just in case people get confused uh we're going to follow our slinger hello i am magatama i'm using a character voice so that you can tell when my character is talking versus when i am and she's like a incarnation of jade because ten thousand years ago jade wasn't alive you know so in Gun and Slinger, you get like a one-page character sheet with maybe five specifications. It's a little bit simpler than D&D. You list the pronouns. So Magatamas are she, her. A trinket that they have, so I've carried over paper promises. Some stats. I've got this extra stat called It's So Defensible, where I can take a harm for an ally. 
And then you explain how the twist has touched you. She looks kind of like a normal old lady, except that her eyes are completely black. And it says, an ancient word is etched into your mind. What is it? Mine is courage. You have a sense that others don't. What is it? And mine is a sense for evil. I have that courage and a sense for evil because I'm going with the classic. My village got killed by a monster backstory. Zombies got my granddaughter. So much like John Wick, I'm coming for them. (laughs) Zombies got my granddaughter coming out this fall. (laughs) Yeah, that's a pulp novel waiting to happen, isn't it? Yeah, that name is too good. But it should probably be worth mentioning that none of us have actually played this gun and slinger system before. So if you at home have played it and you want to shout at us, bear that in mind. If you have not played it and you are interested in playing it, go and have a look for yourself. Yeah, absolutely give Nevin Holmes money. Yeah. And don't don't blame him for our mistakes. We will play this wrong. Yeah, that's why. Rules. I will do a quick go over the rules. Maybe is that good? Yeah, for the (laughs) listeners. For the for the definitely not for us. (laughs) Rules. We have we have seen these rules before. We promise, listeners. Mm -hmm. No, no, no. (laughs) We read the whole book. (laughs) Oh yeah. Uh, All right. So the first thing is a stat check. Like an ability check, like a sleight of hand or perception in Dungeons and Dragons, if you're going to go do a stat check in Gun and Slinger, first you go fish. Because we have a deck of cards, and I should have started with that. We play with a deck of cards instead of a d20 dice. There. I think I said that up top. Start me. There we yeah, go. Yeah, okay. it, it was okay. one of the first words said. Dude, Good. You wait, guys, we're excited. We get to use cards. I love cards. Throw those dice out the window. <laughs> So you start, you're stat checking, right? You want to know if you stealthed well or if you perceptioned well. First, you go fish for a pair. You can ask for a card. For example, like, do you got a nine from either your fellow players? So the slinger can ask the gun or the gun can ask the slinger or from the maestro. Everybody has a hand of five cards to start. If they don't have the card that you're looking for, well, we've got a pen here. So we're going to write that information down. Hey, I know where that nine is. And then you draw a card from the deck and add that to your hand. So then after the go fishing round, you've still got to do that stat check. So you can either spend a pair from your hand, for example, a pair of threes, or you can spend nothing. (laughs) Don't do that. And then you add your stat that goes with it. So for example, if you're trying to do that dexterity check, you add your light on your toes stat of maybe like plus two. Heads up, Magatama, very bad at that. (laughs) (laughs) So that would be your three for your pair. The pair value is worth whatever that card is. So a pair of threes is worth three. And then two for your stat is five. The difficulty is that, like, Maestro, you have these. It's like five is easy, like eight is hard, and like 12 is very difficult. Yeah. Yeah. More or less. Like 11 is like, okay, come on. (laughs) (laughs) All right. And then now I'll go over the specific cards. Face cards can't pair. So you wouldn't ask for a pair of jacks. A single one passes a check, and you do that after the fishing step, as we discussed. A king can pass any check. A queen can pair with any card. A jack, you can play it at any time to draw three cards. And an ace, aces are special. If you play it during a major success, which is during combat, extra bonus good things happen. 
but you got to be careful during blind plays, which are combats, because you can bust. It's kind of like blackjack for combats. So we'll talk about aces more later. Okay. More rules, guys? Should I say more rules? Um, I got they, more. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Small bit of rules? Yeah, go ahead. If, you, if, you, if you're hungry for rules. I love rules. <laughs> I, let's feed. Okay. <laughs> All right. Players are always fed and hydrated. You don't have to worry about food and water. NPCs that exist in the world would prefer to be offered favors than money. This is like a post-apocalyptic world. What's cash going to get you? Mm-hmm. When your hand is empty, you draw three and you heal only at the session end. Or never. You know, you could die. Because three major wounds will kill you. When you go to combat, that's called a blind play. And that's basically blackjack. You want to beat the house so, for example, when you play blackjack, if the house stops at 15, you want to beat 15, but you don't want to bust, which is to go over 21. And that's combat. Combat is generally one round in Gun and Slinger. So, for the D&D players that are expecting multi-round combat, no, we're just going to shoot each other and die. So, it's <laughs> real fast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Magatama can wield that blade. <laughs> yes, that's right. <laughs> I'm going to be... Just chopping people. Yeah. Throwing a bastard sword. All right, so there's the rules. Take it away, DM. Thanks for letting me get my rules lawyers out. I got the itch, you know. Hey, you, you could be the world's first gun and slinger rules lawyer. Yeah. <laughs> Think about that it. little snippet. Oh, my God. You would be. That little snippet people will put on YouTube and be like, okay, here, if you want to play, here you go. Yeah. <laughs> that was beautiful and succinct. So we start our story in beautiful world of Yosekai, a verdant planet untouched by magic. The simple relationship with the people, the satyrs, you know, the dryads and things like that is a beautiful unity with nature. Bugs are little, like, little mermaid style, like, friendly little, hey, how's it going? Uh, you know, you ride a big beetle to get to work. It's really nice. And everybody there is generally pretty happy and kind. Magatama, your eyes aren't black. There is no twist. What a simple childhood you had. You remember the day that they opened the moon gate. A massive stargate, like, portal. So that they could share their loving nature ways with the universe. <laughs> it, like, they just wanted to chill in, like, other planes. A swirling portal emerges. People are smiling. Look, whoa, oh my goodness. This is the first true attempt at magic in this world. And then the hand came out. A massive giant's hand emerging through the portal. Grabbing people, feeling around as someone rummaging through their pocket. Back through the portal. And then no swirling vortex, but a massive iris. Looking in like... A child looking through a doll's house. Ripping, fingers clawing through the portal. People are running, screaming. The portal is ripped asunder. The giant's fingers being cut off like snipped scissors. As the dust from this destroyed gate covers the sky and the land... This massive beast's flesh decaying rapidly, like an alien on a foreign planet. This dust gets everywhere, 
covering these happy little little, little mermaid creatures. The moths twist and grow, driving into beings' flesh, transforming the people in the landscape. This is the birth of the Echo Blimp. We cut to 20... Actually, sorry, Nagatama's... Uh, She's like, like 90, isn't she? Yeah, we cut like 80 years into the future, <laughs> roughly. Uh, this is no longer a verdant planet. It's the trees are sparse, dense clusters of like twisted and gnarled trunks. It's a strange sort of beauty, but it like pimples upon the flesh of a teenager. <laughs> It's sparse and not great to look at. Magatama. And, well, actually, you know what? Let's cut to hell. <laughs> Maliokas. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that moment <laughs> when you last touched your realm? You know, it was pretty rough. Like... Could, could we just let's get your entrance into the world so the listeners can be like, why is there a magic talking sword? Well, see, back in the day, as I said, I was a jester for whoever was in charge of hell at the time. Because as you can imagine, there's a quick turnover rate with rulers. People always want to be in charge, you see? So I was just set myself up to be the one constant throughout hell. As you can imagine, that didn't work out super well, so... But, I'm, I'm not bitter about it, I'm not bitter about it, because... Let's face it, all we ever did in hell was send out cold calls to people asking about insurance, so... It was kind of boring, to be honest. <laughs> That's where those come from. Oh my yeah. god, that was you? Well, hey, who else would invent those things? <laughs> As I mentioned, because I was, uh... A bit of a prankster, I sealed my soul into a sword, but then I got stolen for reasons best known to someone else, and I got passed from collector to collector all through the the centuries. No one could quite get my sense of humor, so uh, someone stuck me in a stone, and I waited and waited for someone who could tolerate me. <laughs> Aren't we all? <laughs> yeah. And soon here came Granny Magatama, who I'm fairly confident is deaf in at least one ear. <laughs> so she physically cannot hear what I have to say. It's like a low murmuring to her, to Magatama. <laughs> yes. Constantly going. <laughs> Which is strange when you think about it, because I communicate telepathically. Well, Magatama is into ASMR, right? Like, right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, she just thinks she's getting old. <laughs> it's the ringing in my ears. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Grandma, put, put in your ear, uh, <laughs> your hearing aid. No. <laughs> <laughs> that would only make it louder. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, beautiful. Magatama, when did you first lay your hands upon your sword? <laughs> it just struck me. They're, they do have a version. I think it's like knight and sword or something. Yeah. Uh, we that took we probably... and sword. We're just like, whatever. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but I'd have to do a different accent, see? Yeah. <laughs> oh, so. Well, in the book, they do say mix and match. Do whatever you want. Oh, cool. 
How did you guys meet? What's your meet cute? Oh, right. Right. <laughs> well, much like John Wick, <laughs> you don't mess with his dog. You don't you don't eat my granddaughter. They had always said, "Beware. Beware the the dangers of the cursed sword." And there was a sword sticking out of the stone, and when Magatama had nothing else to lose, she went to the cursed sword in the stone and pulled it out. And you know, it came out real easy. It did. Mm. And then it started talking. And she realized <laughs> that the curse was not anything else per se. It was... <laughs> Hi, Meliokas. Yeah, that, that was me. I remember that day. It was a, it was a Wednesday, I want to say. As the sun was uh, uh, just coming above the horizon and I felt a hand on my hilts. And I was like, it's very wrinkly. <laughs> but yeah, like I pulled out. Uh, well, I much prefer being out in the fresh air than I do in that stone. Cool. So, uh, awesome. You've been wielding uh, Maliocus, you know, for what, years, decades, months? Months. I'd say maybe about six months, yeah. I don't have that long. Don't time skip me that much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, she only has a certain amount of time left. You yeah. See? <laughs> Uh, wonderful. So, uh, it's been a couple months. You, uh, how do you, how do you get by in this wasteland? I mean, the Echo Blim have ruled for years now. They're, the rule is like a quick rise to power. They don't, you know, necessarily reside in massive palaces, but huge cocoons dot the landscape, sucking the life from it. So it's like a big cocoony palace. It's weird. Um, that leaves the rest of the world pretty sparse, you know, the native satyrs and dryads have like dwindled incredibly low in population. So to see a non like human, we're going to call them human, but they are like AU humans. <laughs> They're like a na different to a native, a different plane. Um, it's much more common. Uh, what? How do you get by? Well, I'm merely a humble sword, so I'm of no interest to any insects. He does not eat much because he is a bastard sword, and I uh, also do not eat much. You know, as you age, your metabolism slows. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I meant like for work. Oh. <laughs> It's like any other day, you get up, you kill a zombie, you keep going, you sleep. Sometimes you sleep a lot, like every two hours. That's life. <laughs> so just mostly zombie killing. Dope. We join you on one of those zombie killing days. You've been put to work, Maliocus, like pretty good today. You know, your your senses are different, but like the feeling of ripping through flesh, you're like, oof, I did that a lot today. It's not necessarily good or bad, but, uh, you know, the sensation is striking. There is an incursion very near here where the Echo Blim have been establishing another one of their moon gates to invade another world. You know that means there's going to be so many more zombies. Because <laughs> they're going to flutter over and that terrible dust 
is going to rise more of the dead. With this in mind, like, what's your two's plan? I, you know, if you were to raid one of their mansions, it would be like a lot of work, but then, you know, no, no moon gate. Or you can just deal with the coming zombie hordes. And there is a town nearby of like living folk. If you want to warn them or stock up or meet or ask for help or anything. But you've been doing this for a couple months now. And you guys know like things are about to get hard. Hey, Grandma, I got some good news for you. What? Speak up, You're alone. <laughs> I'll I'll change frequency. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. <laughs> Grandma, I got some good news for you. I'm I may sound a bit different going through this frequency. <laughs> but I assure you it's totally normal. There are load more zombies coming over the horizon. If you wanna go kill them, then we can go kill them. Otherwise there's a town over there we could probably get some supplies and whatnot at. Maybe some bagels. It has been a very long time since I've had a bagel. Well, I could do with a bit of cream cheese on my plate if you get my drift. <laughs> I am curious how this would... Do I just use you to spread the cream cheese and you eat it that way? Well, I don't know. Let's go find out. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm switching back to my regular frequency. <laughs> <laughs> DM challenge. How does a sword... Eat? <laughs> if a sword ate a bagel, would he eat it like this? Or would he eat it like this? <laughs> I think I think as a sword, I would absorb whatever was on the blade. Yeah. So you know how swords can be known as like bloodthirsty, right? You dip Ooh. the sword into blood and it soaks up the blood. What about cream cheese? What what, what about like <laughs> mustard and ketchup and like icing? Like yeah, a, a nice soup. What about I? Well, you get some ice cream or something, you know? No sword has ever been described as ice cream thirsty before. <laughs> One listener is just like, I did that in my campaign. (laughs) (laughs) Cool. So, town for bagels? Is that the move? Yeah. All right. You you got to stock up before a fight. Like, the fight is going to happen, right? Yeah. You may as well eat first. (laughs) Uh, Beautiful. So, Magatama, uh, have you been to this town before? Oh, yes. Many years ago... When I was this much child, it might have changed since then. Wonderful. It very much has. <laughs> Populations constantly dwindling. But the most striking feature is massive walls have been erected. Like, making things out of wood is expensive, because trees are so sparse. But huge pillars of wood around a much smaller town than you remember. Towns here generally not named or named under like families as like I said human populations dwindling so it's basically large families because people are trying to reproduce quickly but those freaking echoblim keep kidnapping people. Okay. Can I do my first stat check of the game? It's the I've been around stat check to try to find someone I know. Oh, I wish you would. Ooh, okay. So we're using deck.of.cards.net. Thank you, deckofcards.net, for our online deck of cards. And I can see my hand, but I can't see anybody else's hand. So 
I think I'm going to go fish, right? And then present a pair and right? Uh you can ask me or yeah. your uh sword. No, I'm going to keep calling it gun. <laughs> you could use me or your gun or you ask us for cards. Okay. Or just uh pull, I think. All right. And then I add my stat when I'm done. So my stat is 2. This is the one thing I'm good at. I've been around, you know. Mm-hmm. I've been everywhere, man. <laughs> <laughs> Adding 2 to this it's easy i need at least three so i'll say maestro do you got a four um could you go ahead and go fish for me which by the way next time the adults out there if you're like drinking play go fish because it gets very mean and very funny And at this point, I present a pair, and then if I really suck, my stat's only a two, so like if I don't have a pair, I'm, I'm up a creek, then my partner can put down a card. I am going to put down a... You guys can see this? Mm-hmm. Ooh, a seven. A pair of sevens. And then my stat is plus two, so that's a nine overall. I had a six in mind, so you are... Totally chillin', Magatama. You see someone you know. Yay! They're working the uh, gate guard position. There's big wooden doors, large enough for like a big carriage, but not much bigger. And there's two guys in the front. You see one of them. You knew him like I don't know, like three, four years ago. How long ago were you here? Like decades or? It's been a while, yeah. Okay, cool. So you knew this kid when he was young. <laughs> what What if, what if, like, everyone in this world, the only survivors are all, like, 80 or 90 years old? <laughs> oh, goodness. <They're> old. <laughs> the, the zombies the don't want us because we don't have enough life to suck out? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you just get left. Not worth it. <laughs> we wake up and the whole everyone else got, you know, we were like, what happened? I didn't hear anything. <laughs> yeah. Sleeping. Oh, it's uh, a bummer, man. <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll say the population is definitely slated towards older people, as the young and beautiful are often just kidnapped. Oh, that's right. The Eckenblim are like, come be an artist with us, be an Eckenblim. So they would yeah. be taking the pretty. Yeah. And then the zombies. Yeah. And like, they don't have to invade they they don't have to invade these are like native so they just go down the street and (laughs) grab somebody instead of like yeah not that uh people higher in age can't be beautiful artists everyone is beautiful (laughs) yeah okay so i see i'm gonna call him nevin for no particular reason Mm. i see nevin guarding the gate Nevin's my age. I I knew him as a child, and I'm going to say, walking up with the sword sticking out from behind my shoulder, I'm going to say, Hello, Nevin. It is me, Magatama. Uh, he looks at this, <laughs> this crone with black eyes and a massive sword. He goes, Oh, oh my gosh, Magatama, how could I? It's been so long. You look great. <laughs> Oh, oh, shucks. Thank you. Uh, what brings you by? You still... I remember you killed a bunch of zombies when I was a kid. Are you still... Are you still killing zombies? Um, hey, you oh. know... Then, then, then who did you kill? <laughs> 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 hey, 
Yeah. They weren't zombies. <laughs> well, wait, hold on. <laughs> the zombies are nudium. Well, okay, it, it doesn't line up with the canon though, because as soon as the the Echoblim were created, they start shedding dust, so it would have started. Yeah. So we could say that just like your village like fell, you know, yeah. just like many many do. Oh, well, you know, it's all in Israel. Uh, someone's got to do it. Uh. Oh, great. Well, we're pretty safe here. Lady Thomas actually, like, had these walls commissioned a couple of years ago. And uh, things are going great. Uh, so, you know, uh, I guess you won't have to work too hard, huh? It, it. I'm quickly running out of favors to barter. I'll usually hey, enough do about the small talk. Ask about the bagels. <laughs> well, you know, as a traveling person, I, I don't get to often eat uh, prepared baked goods very often. So I was wondering if I could kill some zombies for you, get a bagel in return, eat some cream cheese. I have this wonderful sword. I draw <laughs> focus. And I'm like, are you sure that I could not do anything to help the town a little bit? Oh, uh, I mean, you... You'd have to go down to uh, Oppenheimer's Bagels. <laughs> it's the end of the world as we know it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, of course. Hey, uh, hey, uh, Edwina, can we get the gate open? And he yells up to somebody. He's like, yeah, no problem. <laughs> Edwina's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you got to speak into my good ear. What? Edwina, I'm I'm 20 feet away from you. I can't. I'm yelling as loud as I can. Is that Magatama? Hello? It is Magatama. How's, how's your granddaughter? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she's good. She's dead, though. But yeah, she's fine. What? I had the best granddaughter in the world. <sighs> Do you want me to open the gate? Yes, please. What? <laughs> I'll open the gate. Would you like a sandwich? <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> so, uh, as Edwina cranks the pulley to open the gates, oh, I'm back. <laughs> she pulls her back, and then uh, you, you see a little rope descend with, like, uh, you know, tied around like a, a small wooden box with a sandwich in it. So, am I? I'm past the gate, or I'm through the gate? The door is open, and then they, like, send one down, like the videos where somebody puts a laundry basket for a cat. Oh, because stairs are hard. Okay, I get it. <laughs> She's not walking down there. She's not walking. Okay. I completely understand, and I take the sandwich, and I say, do you need any favors? <laughs> uh, could, you can help me down. I have my back. Oh, perfect. And I 90-year-old shuffle up the stairs, and I help her down for her frequent bathroom break, and then help her back up. <laughs> it, the whole process takes a full eight minutes. Of course. <laughs> uh, cool. But uh, with that done, you've gained entrance to the town. Uh, and the, the sandwich is a very dry cheese sandwich. No yeah. butter or anything on it, just bread, cheese, bread. Ah. Oh. These get stuck in my dentures, so I, I don't particularly like these. <laughs> why, do, why, why do you think she gave it away? <laughs> I have so much bad breaded cheese. But I'm not going to stop making sandwiches. 
You're just giving out terrible sandwich. I gotta get rid of this bread and cheese. Ah, uh, um, cool. Uh, so you don't particularly like these not great. Uh, are you going to the bagelry? Or you've heard of this uh, Lady Thomas, who you assume runs the town. Gotta take care of my sword. Otherwise, he's a real bastard. So I go to Oppenheimer's Bagels. Yeah, if, if I don't even have my cream cheese, I'll go from bastard sword to bastard comma sword. <laughs> Not even a visual gag for the listeners, but <laughs> this is typography <laughs> jokes. <laughs> Uh, hey, that's what you listen to Fire Breathing Kittens for. <laughs> so we could describe <laughs> word jokes. I liked uh, it. I laughed. Uh, very good. I love it, man. We're, we're having fun. Oh, can we do a thing while we have a moment? Can we all take our headphones off and say our cards so the listeners can, like, anticipate? Oh, uh, yeah, absolutely. Okay, I'll take my headphones off first. Maliokas can say his cards. And we'll wave each other back in. Cool. Okay. Uh, well, while we're alone, listeners, hi, thanks for listening. Anyway, I have a joker, a king, a pair of fives, and a two. It's all going to be very interesting coming up later in the show. All right. Um, oh, wait. Oh, uh, I don't know. Sure. Okay, I'll go. You, yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Listeners, my cards are an eight, a two, a five, and a four. Okay. All right. Uh, I... Don't know if it was mentioned, but uh, face cards always succeed. Uh, I have a king, an ace, a queen, a nine, and a jack. So uh, if they ask me for cards, they're going to get a lot of successes. Um, Cool. All right. Building tension. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. So... uh, (laughs) To describe the town a little bit, now that you're through the gate and full of sandwich, uh, there is, like, large longhouses, like, very big, um, that you, you've been around people normally sleep in. They're, like, sectioned off interior, but, uh, like, individual housing is, like, very uncommon. Uh, you have to be, like, pretty well connected, like, you know, to build the resources to take care of a house. Um, uh, so yeah, like two large long houses, uh, of course the bagel shop as mentioned, um, you see that there is like a large mine shaft. Like it, it seems like there was like a small hill at the interior of the town that has like a functioning mind or entrance to the underground and many blacksmith shops here. So, you know, just at a glance, like, you're like, oh, metalworking's really, I'm sorry, metalworking's really came up in the last few years. Uh. I imagine most of them are making Zimmer frames. <laughs> I, it's... Oh, walking sticks, or, yeah. Oh, okay. uh. what, what, what do you call them? Walking frames? Uh, walkers. Yeah. Walkers. Yeah, those, the ones people put tennis balls on the end of. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Wait, what, what do you call it? Zimmer frames. Zimmer oh, frames. Oh, that's probably like the person who made it and makes sense. Yeah, we call them walkers because yeah. we didn't have a better name. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, wonderful. Uh, cool. But yeah, so, uh, oh, and then, of course, you would assume it's uh, the Thomas estate. So there is one, you could see, like, house. 
And you're like, okay, which will you assume also function as a sort of um, like government building for the town? Like things get done at that house. It's not just for residential purposes. Excellent. I love this world of old people, zombies, and <laughs> evil moth immortals. Yeah, all those dramatic episodes where you're like, oh no, it's a gate. They're going to take him to the, to the yosukai. <laughs> just everybody in the yosukai is old. <laughs> it's secretly just a retirement plane. Yeah. <laughs> I hate to break it to you guys, but give us like five years here. <laughs> it's going to look a little different. Oh, okay. <laughs> It's efficient, is what we call it. You send them to Yosakai, and then within a couple of years, they're all eaten by zombies. <laughs> oh, God. It's a lot cheaper than Nikomoi real estate, is what I'm saying. Oh, gosh, the assistant. Okay, all right, so... <laughs> it's basically state. Florida. <gasps> you send the old people there to die. <laughs> heaven's waiting room like a whole different thing because also it has scary monsters kidnapping people so it's like yeah like like florida like i didn't have this yeah (laughs) Yeah, there's also alligators (laughs) i didn't have this how was your game this week we played in florida alligators were zombies (laughs) yeah uh, yeah, pet alligators and just alligators being common service animals is now canon. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, like, I love they're seeing, uh, seeing eye gators. And <laughs> as was established, critters are Disney-esque, so they can't talk. Ooh. They do, like, the Flintstones, it's a living. <laughs> <laughs> so, Oppenheimer's bagels. I, I shuffle there. <laughs> There is, like, such a frame for an actual adventure just so far in the distance. Of, like, hey, there's, like, walls and zombies and stuff. You're, like, actively bagels. <laughs> uh, beautiful. But uh, you come up to Oppenheimer's bagels. Uh, you can see some people are uh, protesting because they're, like, this is a very poor name. Um, just, like, three guys. Uh you know, uh, I would say a little, little younger in years, uh, like seventy-five. Yeah, like seventy-five. You know, so they're pretty spry. Uh, it, like two, like dudes, and then then one is actually a uh, lady dryad. Um, <laughs> hello, I am Magatama. <laughs> uh. Hi, uh, you shouldn't eat here. This dude doesn't pay taxes. Dilemma. I mean, I want a bagel, and I don't really benefit from this town's taxes. Hmm. That is terrible. I draw my sword. I will be right back. And I head into the bagel shop, implying that I'm going to do something about it. But I'm actually going to feed my sword. Perfect. Um, <laughs> cool. So, uh... Yeah, you enter the bakery, you see, uh, bl- like, behind the counter, there's a bagel shop worker, um, <laughs> a standard green apron and a visor, <laughs> um, and if I, oh man, when I woke up this morning, I did not think I would have to go to, like, RP a bagel, bagel shop. <laughs> I'm prepared for this? <laughs> I, I, no, I gotta say this one, uh, kind of got me striked. Um, okay, so behind the counter, you see, like, 
uh, wheat is pretty uncommon. Like the like being able to grow like large fields of wheat, um, you know, is a is a real commodity, and like the spare water necessary for boiling bagels, uh, like as well as like this is this is a very luxury like place. Um, okay, so Maliokis, we are in a post Carolinse world. How do we get ourselves a bagel with favors? Well, maybe we could uh, offer to get those protesters out of here in exchange for a bagel or two. I like and it. On the tax front, who is bothering to enforce taxes in an apocalypse? It's a good question. Perhaps this Lady Thomas of the Thomas estate. Yeah. Maybe. So if we kill Al, we have solved the tax collection problem. Look at her face. <laughs> So I should say, listeners, that this game, this game, (laughs) technically, this game has in the very first opening page, make everything worse, is the instructions for how to play Gun Anslinger. So I'm taking that to heart. (laughs) It it just, it was the phrase tax collection problem. (laughs) Because you just decided there was a problem here. Oh god. I'm, I'm just saying it's a bit of a stupid thing to do if you're protesting a bagel shop about not paying taxes when the town itself wants to try and collect taxes during an apocalypse where there are no public services to pay taxes for. Uh okay. Uh I don't know why I'm so hyped up about this. But... <laughs> you guys are a real libertarian about this. <laughs> Yeah. It's a good point. What else in Texas? Fall lives there, not that things people. Oh, well, I, I grew up in hell. What do you? What else do you want me to say? Uh, yeah, that's, that's great. Uh, okay, so... Well, oh, we're um, coming up with a plan, maestro. So, yeah, <laughs> so. I, I was desperately looking for a way to get you guys to do a skill check or something. But. Okay, okay, so our plan is we will, since y'all know... We have a phrase in a place where I, uh, it, it, it doesn't exist yet, but no taxation without representation. No taxes without public services. So we, The freaking walls, oh. guys. The public oh. service is the fact they're not dead. Oh. I was like... Oh, but yeah, say like, walls. Those are like public service. Do you not think there are reasons they can have bagels at all? Okay. But... Uh, <laughs> okay. Let's take it from one. You enter the bagel shop. <laughs> okay, um, my sword can talk, so I guess I take out my sword and I say, Maliokis, I have brought you to the cream cheese destination. And then the sword talks and everybody in the bagel shop pays attention. I just a freaking post-apocalyptic world and you're like, they have dairy cows as well. <laughs> <laughs> And they choose... I, I am just going to switch over to my specialist bagel frequency. <laughs> okay. New frequency drop. <laughs> hey, can I get um, a pastrami on rye with a, a smear of cream cheese and maybe a little bit of emmental on top? Thank you. <laughs> we're, t- we're making a deli meat cream cheese Swiss cheese. Okay. Yeah, and also you immediately said on rye when I said there was wheat. I'm like, great, now they have two kinds of wheat. (laughs) 
Uh, yeah. Okay. I mean, and also, as I said up top, I don't need to be here. Like you guys, <laughs> like, like these two people could just like you're hanging out and have like we all play Gun and Slinger where we go to a bagel shop, and like you know it. It's all gravy. Like that's how cool. That's the cool thing about this system. Uh, so, I mean, that being said, yeah, sure. They they have you can get uh pastrami on a rye bagel with a light smear of cream cheese was it and a bit of emmental on top yeah <laughs> oh okay uh it is hey, i'm just put, i'm just sweating. putting the order in he might not have it no i i <laughs> yes and uh <laughs> <laughs> uh cool so uh they are they do not have the emmental uh but Darn, gonna have to listen to Emmental Tales. Right. Down. <laughs> uh frantically Googling Emmental. Um but the idea of a preserved meat uh is not too foreign. But again, you see like, you know, they actually do have your order, which, you know, is a little bit of a tall order. Like this town has resources. Like again, like it strikes you how functional this place is. I do like this place. It's got bagels. It's got old people. <laughs> what more did you ask for? <laughs> As I an can't aside, imagine. I, I've I've been thinking about the whole uh, zombie apocalypse thing, and what if the reason that all the old people have been spared from the zombies is just that the zombies can't tell the difference between old people and other zombies. Think about it. They're slow. They shuffle over all over the place. They're wrinkly. They smell. Uh, they're basically, they can't tell the difference. I'm going to be honest. I did have like an interior thought about this. like, uh, And it was very similar logic where it's, they are so close to the end of their life that like the, like, it's it's the bleeding of the life force and they don't have enough to like spark the magic you know it's like if you put a lighter up to like a mattress it's just gonna burn the corner it won't like you know ignite uh so very similar logic just mine was less mean (laughs) (laughs) well as i said i am a bastard comma sword (laughs) <laughs> yeah, imagine having to hang out with this guy all the time. <laughs> that is why he is cursed. Uh, I'm just picturing... Everyone just kind of slowly puts the sword back in the stone. <laughs> Magatama just like walking down the street, just apropos of nothing. You're going to die soon. Thank you, salt. I know, it, you know, it's a good... As they say that if you spend five minutes thinking about how you would die every day, you'll appreciate that day more. Spend five minutes thinking about how you would die. Each day. Well, thank you, sir. I spend I spend five minutes every day thinking about how you'll die. That's <laughs> how I go to sleep at night. <laughs> Puts a big old smile on my hilt. Frankly, she doesn't have many people to talk to anymore since zombies ate her town. So it's this, or just thinking about, you know, other things. So it's a good distraction for her. <laughs> um, Dark. So, hey, man, John Wick doesn't have many other people to. So. We have so we've got the bagel. The bagel. <laughs> we've got the bagel. That's the, got the bagel. Done. Okay. The cream cheese. Um, I mean, there's never enough cream cheese on a bagel. Am I right? So, I mean, Magatama's secretly a little bit like, oh, there's less cream cheese because the sword ate some. But it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> she makes do. And like, 
slowly the bagel softens in her mouth as she sucks on it. She's like, all right. Oh, gross. <laughs> I hated that. She can't chew. Excarded. Yeah, excarded old woman sucking a bagel. <laughs> she doesn't have many teeth. <laughs> <laughs> How's she gonna get through the pastrami? Though? No, it's not happening. <laughs> That's the worst. It's <laughs> old person life. It's coming for you. And does she just anyway. just put the pastrami like under her gums so she can just taste it for a bit? Save it for later. Okay, so, so um, I should I should part the part the veil. Hey, yo, pun, and say, is this actually an X card? So I should reveal to the listeners we play with a little piece of paper with an X on it. Is that actually an X card? Do you want me to cut that? Oh, God, absolutely not. That's okay. just super right. gross. <laughs> yes, that's old people for you. So, um, yes, bagel complete. Um, how did we buy the bagel? We just asked for it, huh? So it appears that we are living in a socialist utopia where everyone is given the right to safety, food, and shelter by the citizenship agreement. Uh, I feel bad. We should do something to help this town, don't you think, Maliocus? Well, I mean, they didn't have Emmentals, so I'm disinclined to acquiesce to that request. But uh, I think maybe we should go and do something about that enormous horde of zombies approaching anyway, just on the basis that it's fun to kill zombies. Oh, that's right. The whole town is about to be wiped out. But it's- yeah, yes, th- there have, was a plot. <laughs> we have wasted a lot of time. I do not want this town to be wiped out. They're so nice. I, I believe I called them a utopia a few seconds ago. We, uh, we've got to help them. Well, how do we do that? Uh, let's see, let's see, let's see. Uh, First, you take a nap. Oh, what if we set fire to the entire town so there's no town to get overrun by zombies? I like this idea for some reason. <laughs> uh, yeah, I can technically do that, player. I have, um... Hey, shop owner! I don't know your name. <laughs> One of these was I set fire to stuff. <laughs> uh... Shop owner. And you, you, like, the shop owner looks around in, like, surprise, because there's just a voice coming from nowhere. Hey, shop owner, what's the most flammable part of town? Huh? I don't... Uh, I don't... The, the stone mines, I suppose. What? The stone mines are flammable? I mean, yeah, they're apparently, like... Apparently I'm in the arson frequency at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> the gases Hello, accumulate? Hello, it's me, the arson frequency. I'm gonna burn down the town. <laughs> Sorry. Is it, yeah, the go gases, ahead. they accumulate, and then when you go to strike a match to turn on the lantern, you blow out the old mine. I've heard of such things. Yes, they, they seep up from the ground. Densels and airs, they accumulate in the tunnel. Mm. True. true true facts. Yes, true in the real world. Yeah. But this is the magical Yosekai, so he the, the shop owner looks at you with confusion. No, uh like uh they just use the the stones to like light our lanterns. Like I you I I mean, it's a post apocalyptic world, so of course I know you're not from here. But uh, are you are you deeply unfamiliar with with the stones? That they're very cool. So what you are saying is that it's basically just a flint mine. Is that what you're telling me? Uh, I believe. You, no. you strike 
You strike the stones together and they make a spark. Uh, I mean, sort of. Uh, you are bad at it, but do you mind making an embodiment of magic check? I can try. Well, um, so, um... Oh, you can do that. I'm reading the rules. Agent of Fury. Uh, targets nominated begin to supernaturally heat. If flammable, they ignite. You're just a little arson gun, aren't you? Well, it's uh, page 62 of the rule book, and he, yeah, you can set stuff on fire, sword. He did pick trickery. Yeah, oh. Yeah. Never mind. <laughs> but he, he definitely could. Well, I would like just to play down this card here, which is a king. Ooh. I believe uh, succeeds at any check. What? So, <laughs> oh yeah, you're... I know so much about Austin. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, you are not from here. You are, you know, a demon from hell. So, you know, like, what magic is and how magic works. Like, you know, you always find it perhaps a little bit novel how, like, magic is so foreign to this place. Um, but they are... the. It clicks in your head. These stones that they're mining out from the land uh, must have, like, raw arcanic energy to them. So, you know, they're using them to light things. It sort of clicks in your head, like, oh, that's why this town is so rich. Someone, one of these humans figured out magic. So, Grandma, the deal with these stones is that they seem to be probably magically infused somehow. So, when you smash them together they make a big old fireball or some other magical trickery but that's why i i reckon that this place is so well to do comparatively is that they have basically magic so i reckon we steal the magic and use it to destroy the town uh so the zombies mind, cannot get it i look at my talking sword and i straight faced say i don't think magic exists yeah, you saw it one time, and it broke the world. And oh. then the next time was your magic talking sword. Magic? I don't think it exists. <laughs> but if well, you say let so. Me show, <laughs> let me show you something different. Let's just go down into those mines and grab a couple of stones, and I'll show you what's what. Okay. And I'm the one who walks for you, so I know that it's my duty to like walk to the mine. So if you mm-hmm. want to go places, I do that. <laughs> Slowly. <laughs> That's it's perfectly in character. You're a very polite grandma, so you're like, "Oh, you can't. The sword can't walk. All right, hun. I'll walk for you." (laughs) And then, like two miles an hour, or no, one mile an hour, tottering, I take you to the mine just because I'm like taking you for a walk to the park, not because I think there's magic down there. (laughs) Although, although I think that the sword does have a tennis ball on the end. (laughs) Oh God. Are like, hey, uh, all right, I'll do like a pretty like cool dramatic like history backstory like episode. <laughs> now we got a tennis ball on the end of a bastard sword. Well, so you uh, don't damage the ground. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh my god! You use using it to walk him, with exactly using the sword as a cane. How have we not? It took us an hour and six minutes to get to that joke. <laughs> the thing is, like. Magatam's like an old lady. She's got to be about four foot eleven, right? Mm. Well, yeah, she shrunk. Like the sword is going to be 
longer than she is. <laughs> That's so good. Just a massive bastard sword on this tiny old lady. Oh yeah, to swing it, I yeah. whirl around in a circle and then release it like a shot putter. <laughs> just absolutely hacking up, just slap chopping zombies. <laughs> <laughs> ah, beautiful. We've created a beautiful world. And sorry for mispronouncing you. To swing him, I whirl around. <laughs> okay. All right, so I'm shuffling towards the mine using him as a cane. Uh, beautiful. You get to the mine. Uh, you see, like, the it, it, everybody here working is a little bit on the younger side, like late 30s. Um, everyone in their late thirties is just like, yes, you're called young. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and like very strong. Like you can see these miners are working hard and often, uh, just by like a casual glance at the bodies. Oh, I'm more than casually glancing. Robot. <laughs> 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 um, <laughs> Just because uh, you get old doesn't mean you die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you see just a ripped satyr lady comes up and is like, uh, oh, uh, sorry, miss. Like, you you, <laughs> you can't come in the mines. Why not, dearly? I mean, like, you don't, like, work here. <laughs> and it's very dangerous. And another reason I don't want to say, because I feel like it might be rude. Oh? Quit what is that? Confused. You yeah, what what reason? Oh I <laughs> uh Okay, there are only six skills total, so I should be able to remember these and stop checking, but uh can you give me an I've been around? Yes. <laughs> oh, this is a card game. This is I'm like reached for a dice. <laughs> I I specifically said it up top throw your dice out the window. <laughs> They're gone. Where did they go? Okay. Oh, man. All right. So I first go fish. Okay. So I'm going to say, Maestro, do you have an eight? I do not. Okay. So I'm going fish. Okay. 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 This is bad. All right. So (laughs) there's a thing on my character sheet that says, you know, like, now you see it, now you don't. Mm -hmm. I'm going to do now you don't. This is bad for me. I am pulling the twist close to myself. Okay, so I'll read it. Okay, so it says, now you don't. You pull the twist close, gathering it and shifting your form into something unseen. So having denied the presence of magic, I then go invisible. Pick a random card from the deck. Its value is the number of minutes you can turn invisible for. You can still make noise. If you draw a face card, put it at the bottom and redraw. So I'm going to do this visible to you guys on the website. So I'm like, oh, uh, you're, you're right. You're right, dearly. And then I walk away. And I draw this card. You all watch it on the website? Oh. I got a seven. seven. So that means I I walk away out of sight, and then I unfortunately mutate a bit more. I'm going to say I grew horns. (sighs) Ooh. That's kind Uh, of cool. Yeah, but now I'm invisible for seven minutes. I'm fine. I'm totally fine. It doesn't matter. I was old anyway, and no one looked like, what? Messing up this pretty face or something? Whatever. So... I'm a bit uglier and I'm invisible for seven minutes and so are you Maliocus we're invisible (laughs) and we slowly shuffle into the mine and the good news is because we've got a tennis ball on the end of the sword it doesn't make a clinking sound when you use it (laughs) yep 
Uh, I like the idea that a part of it is just the repeated tapping of being pushed against the ground as a walking stick became annoying. So you're like, hey, you should put a tennis ball on the end. (laughs) Um, So this is bad. I am dying a little, but we're invisible. But you're also 90. So what's the difference? Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, I... I, Okay, because I was like, wait, Jade's... This is just, like, a different incarnation? Or, like, how does the... That is... Your entire family's dead, right? Oh, yeah. Soups. Okay. Oh, well... Oh, oh, that's very dark, but... Well, no, no, no. Like, because I was like, okay, they're a devilkin. So, like, how how would it work? And I'm like, oh, well, I mean, they died and they went to hell. And then became devils. Yeah, I figure Jade's like the reincarnation 10,000 years later of Magatama. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I like the idea, like, okay. So as you become more Jade-like, you know, like throughout the reincarnation thing, like your souls just click a little bit more. You got the black eyes, you have the horns now, you know. Uh, uh, like the doppelganger. Oh, everybody has their exact twin somewhere in the world. Like. Okay spiritually you become more twin-like as your body twists and yeah yeah she gets to hell and then after a couple of centuries she becomes a like a, a god and decides she likes it <laughs> she likes ordering people around and rules and stuff <laughs> exactly like my grandma <laughs> <laughs> like 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 everyone's grandma <laughs> the grandma energy is too strong um cool so uh yeah, you turn invisible. Um, For seven minutes, yeah. Cool. Like, I was, if you would have passed the, the um, been around check, the, they would have just felt awkward and left. <laughs> uh, like, so this is perfect. They already wanted an excuse to leave the conversation, seeing you disappear. <laughs> Chef's kiss. Um, so, yeah, you can now enter the mines if you wish. Oh, and I can talk in my head to my sword. Perfect. No mm-hmm. one will hear us. I'll in the mine. I'm really booking it. I'm up to two miles per hour so that I, I, we can get in and out before the seven minutes are up. I say to Maliocus. Uh, it doesn't take long to like get too deep into the mines because they do have uh, one of those pulley elevators. Um why is the elevator going? I don't know. Don't Ooh. don't go near it. <laughs> it's operating on its own. Curse sword haunting a mine. <laughs> yeah. Very rad. Um, cool. So as you go down, uh, at first, like you just look around, and you see like it's a stripped mine, you know. Um, but as you get deeper, you start to see a glow coming from deep in the caverns. And uh, how low do you want to descend? Like bottom or get off like where you start seeing things glow? Meliogus is your, your elevator. That was with an H. <laughs> yes, I, I yeah. get the joke. I get the joke. It's Well, in my expert opinion on setting things on fire, I would say you get off when things start glowing. Because, oh, glowing things mean this magic. And magic means explosions, usually. Okay, I do. Uh, cool. So you go deeper, deeper, deeper down, 
and eventually you see that these mines, which, you know, you hear the clanking of pickaxes, like much more loudly echoing through the, through the caverns, uh, th- these are rich with this, what they call stone. Um, you see veins of like a mineral, um, running through these caverns, putting off a pale blue glow. It looks very traditional, magical mine. I'll shout value. Well, um, I deal with hecklers pretty well, but I mean, uh, I'm not sure you've ever actually sharpened me, so cutting through zombie flesh. Oh, you're right. I can I've do never that. I've sharpened you. You know, I can sharpen you Burn. now. I, I must say, I'm, I'm, I don't mind being called a tool, but I am not the right tool for this particular job. <laughs> you can tell I was going to swing you into the wall, can't you? <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That was clearly telegraphed. <laughs> okay, okay, I won't. Uh, y'all so funny, and I give the, the tennis ball a little like punch on the cheek. And <laughs> Ow. <laughs> and I guess I put you back on my back, and I get a pickaxe. Is there a spare pickaxe anywhere? Mm. <laughs> it, it's a mine. You'd hope yeah. so. <laughs> yeah, there's a standard pickaxe and uh, miner's helmet. Okay. Okay, I put the helmet on, because to be real, I can't take hits. So <laughs> I, I guess I wedge the pickaxe in between a little bit of ore and the matrix around it, which is stone that's not the gem you want. And like the gray part around a ruby. Is my, can I do a, a good in my fight to represent my strength? Mm, I mean, yes. <laughs> All right, so here's Working. some bad news. I don't have mm. any, so... I guess we're going to learn about that help action. Um, Aliokas' player, you should read that part. <laughs> I'm about to go fish Whew, really poorly. All right. So, Maestro, do you have an eight? Uh, <laughs> oh, wait, you haven't drawn since then. You haven't drawn since then. Do you have a six? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I do not go fish. <laughs> okay, I'm going to draw a card. And th- Yep, that's bad. That's bad. Um, okay, so I'm going to play a pair of fours. A pair of fours, and then uh, my stat is plus zero. So, Maliokas, can you help? You can put down one uh, card to add to it. Uh, remind me, what do the jokers do? They are the big bad. So oh. if you play that, uh, an Ekenblim's going to appear. A wild Ekenblim mm. suddenly appeared. <laughs> you don't have any Pokeballs. <laughs> we will die. Maybe not yet. Okay. <laughs> well, I will... Add a two onto that because that's the only one I can really realistically play. Okay, so we're at a six total. Um, I mean, <laughs> okay. Uh, you have to describe how you're assisting and play a single from your hand, adding it to the total paid. We're gonna lose if we play a two, but okay. Describe how you assisted. Well, I don't help that much. Is the is the answer to that? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. The sword gives me encouraging nagging. <laughs> yeah. You are a flat. I, 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 I simply point you in the correct direction of the rocks. <laughs> you, you you want to try and swing it into a support beam, but I say you may want to turn around, or we're all gonna die. <laughs> Watch out! You're gonna kill us. <laughs> so fun. Thank you. Uh, cool. So. Yeah, uh, like, the best result would have been just, like, a big 
nice crystal to grab grab at but it's just some shards like sort of you know palm size maybe you could put it like in a ring or something like that but uh like maybe like a, a few marble sized shards i did it i feel complete satisfaction with this <laughs> uh yeah and these beautiful little glowing shards like sit with like a very light warmth in your hand like you would just you know stone is cold but like this is uh, just like even the smallest bit of heat is noticeable and remarkable okay i put one on meliocus so uh he can feel it hey look this is warm uh yeah you've been trapped in the sword and like you've had plenty of time to think about how you would not become a sword anymore and generally all of your plans break down at one point and that's this world does not have freaking magic like i need uh, you know so like this feeling the touch of magic again is like you know as a demon from hell you're like oh like you know i've i've missed this feeling yeah it's it's more the right kind of magic we're missing rather than just magic itself so you really want proper like infernal like you want that pr- proper like you know artisan <laughs> good magic you know you want yeah, that the organi- rye bagel or- organic infernal <laughs> magic uh but this is very at least like close to something that would like you know wow we have the little rocks we can leave now and i start to shuffle slowly back towards the elevator uh, Maliocus, any, anything you want to remark, or are you down with me leaving the mine? Uh, well, we could have probably done with a bit more of that, but hey, uh, <laughs> I get the feeling the invisibility is where it's going to wear off quite soon, and I'm sure we can find something else to set fire to. We can use these somehow, I'm sure. I guess I get back on the elevator and go back up. Uh, cool. You exit the mine with, like, we'll say three, three stones, I guess, um, in your pocket. Can I put one of these on you? You'll be so pretty. And I'm, like, trying to tie it onto the the sword's hilt. Oh, look at you. You look so nice today. Are you sure you want to do that? Yeah. I, like, use some string and I, like, tie it around the base. Like a keychain or, like, against it? Against it. Okay. You know, there are about five blacksmiths around here. You could affix some of these crystals to me if you really wanted to. Oh, yes. I could put one at each end of it and one at the base of the pommel. I don't know ah. where else for swords, but I want it at the ends of the T's and at the bottom of the sword. Yes. Oh, oh. okay. I go to the blacksmith shop because I'm, I'm decking out my, my friend. I'm buying you new shoes. Uh, cool. You go to the blacksmith and actually they are doing a lot of work very similar to this. Um, putting magical things into other, like the, the stones into other things. So swords, spears, uh, a few arrow tips, things like that. So do you feel like this is a pretty reasonable request you're asking for? Hello, I am Magatama. <laughs> uh, hello, Magatama. My name is Douglas. <laughs> <laughs> hello, Douglas. Oh, Hi. what the handsome young man you are. He's like, not young. <laughs> Just a hot young 62. 
<laughs> Damn, if you were 20 years younger, you'd be... <laughs> Only 10 years older than him. Yeah. yeah. And then, <laughs> you'd be 70. <laughs> so I hold up Maliochus and the three stones and I say... um. I have a request of you. Can you possibly embed, or maybe you add some lead and you saddle them on? Uh, yeah, just add a, a bezel around them and attach them to the sword uh, for my, my wonderful friend. Yeah, this is Maliochus. And I, I introduce Maliochus like he's a person. Have you met before? Um, I'm just going to draw a card. <laughs> and if it's above a six, I'm going to say they have met before. <laughs> Yeah, uh, Maliochus, you know this guy. Uh, you remember, like, they, they have a big pool of, like, unborn souls in hell that, you know, they, like, siphon off from, like, you know, the more positive planes of creation. You're like, ah, dope. You, like, use it as, like, a like a foot bath. Um, and you remember seeing this guy's soul, like, back when you were in your demonic body. Ah, yes, I'm well acquainted with this particular soul. He used to eat the bunions off my feet. Uh, he has just a moment of wide-eyed terror as memories that he does not have from this version of his life echo through the cosmos. <laughs> By the way, uh, your mother always wished that it was you that died in that accident. Uh... <laughs> He just shudders in terror. Oh, you're friends. I see that you're acquainted. Uh, yes. <laughs> friends. Yes. Uh, I'll, I'll put the stones in your sword. <laughs> and uh, just like out of like, again, just cosmic fear and respect as uh, Maliochus calls upon like soul memories. Uh, yeah, this man mind breaks a little bit, uh, but like an hour and a half later, you got some dope freaking stones in you, my dude. Yes, it's all coming together now. Uh, I don't know if they really have systems for it, and this is a one, this is a one shot anyway. I don't care. Um, go ahead and check off one of those other agent boxes as magic flows through you. Well, uh, certainly not peace. Let me tell you that much. <laughs> we'll check off fury as well. Hey, the fire one, right? Yep. Hey, now you can light oh, stuff on yes. fire. Yeah. DM wanted it to happen. Heck yeah. Um, cool. So, yeah, immediately the stones go inert as their magical essence is immediately dis like dissolved into your form. Uh, but they still look cool. And they glow a little bit. But, and they, uh, uh, they smell faintly of cream cheese. We've <laughs> <laughs> got some real cheesy stones. Mm. You left the cream cheese out too long and it was a dry heat. Now it's all hard on the top. If you've ever touched calcite, it legit feels kind of waxy. Like, like cheese. All right. Picturing calcite. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Calcite club. Um... Uh, yeah, so you, you, you get it, uh, the, uh, blacksmith leaves and, uh, like, quietly 
stares at his hands in the bathroom. <laughs> Thank you so much. I hope you have a great day. Bye-bye. <laughs> okay, we've got to do this town a favor, Maliokas. They've done so much. They've given you this beautiful... Look at your new pair of shoes. Oh. <laughs> they give us a bagel. And they, they, did the blacksmith work for you? We've got to save them. Well, I, I must say, I, I think I did the blacksmith a favor because I told him the truth, this, even though his mother lied on her deathbed. Yes, you have helped him. You have uh, uh, given the most precious gift. Is it just? Yes, that's, that's the way I see it anyway. Um, wait, did he say his name was Douglas? Yes, I wrote it down. <laughs> I may have been thinking of a different soul. Oh, I, I smelt that coming. <laughs> <laughs> we should probably move before he realizes. Okay. <laughs> should we go to the zombie old that is going to about the old village? Well, uh, yeah, we could do. Uh, do you want to take a quick look at this old uh, taxation situation while we're here? Yes. <laughs> Maybe just a quick... Quick uprising, that sort of thing, you know. Yes, but first a nap. And uh, I, you're used to this. I don't make it very far before I'm like, okay, I nap here. Yeah? Don't mind, don't mind me. I just go lay down the grass here, yeah? and I find a tree. I find some grass, and I just stop. And I'm just like, this, this is nice. Just give me a, you know, a little bit. Just like close my eyes for a second. And with that, <laughs> we're actually going to close this podcast for the for a second as we go to break. Um, but before we do so, I got a little, I got a little review I want to read. You all, you all mind really? if, I, if I read a review? Oh, you're going to have to fight for it. Which of you is going to read it? Oh, oh, that's right. Uh, oh, you, you, can, you, can, you can do the first half. I'll no, do the I second really... half. I don't mind. We do, alternate words if you really want. Yeah. Let's, <laughs> let's alternate words. That shows them respect. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and won't uh, take like five minutes to do. Uh, okay, yeah, no, go ahead, go ahead. I, 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 I just spaced for a second. Just say it again. Like, I can edit this. Oh, no, I, I, I like it. We keep that in. <laughs> yeah, dude, we're, we're okay. keeping it fast and loose keep today. Yeah. yeah, you're hearing the real how we play for everything yeah. kittens. Poorly. <laughs> <laughs> so, this review comes in from Miss Raven. Thank you very much. Miss Raven says, a wonderful escape. Uh, they say, uh, joining the kittens on their adventures is a wonderful escape. All the characters have highly developed personalities, which always includes a sense of humour. I enjoy how the players commit 100% to their character flaws. They know a move is a bad idea, but the character wouldn't or... But the character wouldn't or even care. Wouldn't care. Very true. Uh, each episode is standalone. However, listening to them in sequential order allows you to follow the full story arc. This includes the personal, gro personal growth of the characters and all the inside jokes. It feels like I've been dropped in the middle of a warm and welcoming group of friends. Thank you very much, Mr. Raven. And, of course, if you want your equally nice review read out on air, then just drop it in whatever podcast platform allows for reviews and we can scrape i'm not sure how the system works but say nice things and it will eventually get back to us in some form <laughs> and also just a quick inside jokes for those who have listened consent butter <laughs> hey. <laughs> there you go there, there, there's a little treat for you hey. uh, <laughs> yeah. uh cool um 
thank you so much, my favorite sword, Maliocus. Um, you oh, are almost... welcome, and I'm looking forward to setting something on fire in the second half. I love your, I love your voice. We need it's more. <laughs> very sword. I, I love Demon Sword Maliocus, <laughs> which is actually, I think, an anime coming out this fall. <laughs> uh, crap, I need to write that, man. Demon Sword bad joke. I love it. Um, all right, bye. Bye. We hope you're enjoying this episode of the Fire Breathing Kittens podcast. This episode's shout-out is from Lord Wright, who says, quote, Joey Games is a new Australian board game publisher with three new games from the designer of Sushi Go. Look for Busy Beaks, Pass the Party Food, and Scribbly Gum at a games retailer near you. End quote. Can you think of someone who might enjoy this podcast? Please share it with them. Is their birthday coming up? A special day? We can wish them a happy message on your behalf. You can arrange for us to read your shout out on air at firebreathingkittenspodcast.com through our partnership with the website Buy Me a Coffee. Do you enjoy reading books? You can find ebooks, paperbacks, and hardcover novels based on our adventures on Amazon.com. The authors do a great job of adapting the stories into fun novels. We also have official merchandise on Redbubble.com. Imagine owning a notebook with the Fire Breathing Kittens logo on the front, or a t-shirt with one of your favorite characters. Lastly, we don't pay to advertise our show, so the only way we can grow is if you tell someone about us. Is there an episode that would make that person smile? Tell them about it. Thank you. Welcome back to Fire Breathing Kittens, everybody's favorite and probably only gun and slinger <laughs> role-playing game podcast. You probably remember us. We spent two hours together. But just in case you've been hit on the head with a hammer. Uh, it does happen. Yeah, you get the cartoon birds flying around your head. You have amnesia, you fall in love with your wife again, and then your memories come back as you renew your vows. It's a movie. It writes itself. Aww. Um, That's cute. <laughs> yeah. You just, like, wake up, you don't really know anything, but you're like, you're pretty. <laughs> <laughs> your wife's just like, yeah. <laughs> and then You've... you're walking back down the aisle and you go, I remember what happened in that episode of Vibrating Kittens. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> it's Maliocus. <laughs> and everyone uh, in the church turns to you and goes, what? Yeah. <laughs> now I'm complete. <laughs> so it's a weird thing to bring up in the vows. That's all I'm saying. Uh, it's Maliocus. I love you again. <laughs> Give me that ring. Um, so Maliocus, tell us about yourself real quick. Uh, re remind us of our, of our buddies and then uh, go ahead and give us a recap. Well, yes, my name is Maliocus. I'm a living sword. I have the soul of a, a hellish jester. Well, I am the soul of a hellish jester embodied inside this bastard's sword. And I'm carried around by a 90-year-old grandma who uh, <laughs> has not got much time left. Say so hello, 90-year-old grandma. Say hello, 90-year-old grandma. Hello, I am 
What's my name? Hello, I am Magatama. It's okay, Hello. she's getting on a bit. She forgets her name sometimes. <laughs> that would have worked in character. <laughs> uh, but give us that recap, Sordo. In general, what we've been doing is we... Uh, well, being, uh, the big picture is we uh, Magatama is trying to avenge her great-granddaughter who got eaten by zombies. But in the small picture, we've gone into town and got a bagel... And stolen some rocks. <laughs> and now I can set stuff on fire. So how that helps, you tell me. <laughs> you, you guys truly have just been running errands today. <laughs> um, well, there's, there's the one thing I know about old ladies is they like to run an errand. Oh, they love it. They love nothing more than going to Walgreens. <laughs> You have to get out and see people. You know, how will you gossip unless you go gaslight information? <laughs> <laughs> oh, just flashbacks of being stuck behind chatty older ladies. <laughs> um, cool, but uh, our two adventurers, or I guess one adventure and equipment, um, are in a current small unnamed town in a post-apocalyptic wasteland that is the Yosekai, the realm from which the Equiblim dwell. We are less than a century into their reign, but already things have gotten really shitty. Oh, sorry. Really bad. Um, in this unnamed town, they uh, appear to have magic rocks. They are rich with resources imported from other places and things that require time and stability. Uh, and there are even walls around the city. Uh, all under the supposed direction of a Lady Thomas. Uh, in the background, Echoblim are flying through the sky to the local hive mansion uh, in like order to be there for the ceremony of opening a new moon gate, another world to invade. Uh, and uh, we join our adventure and equipment at the blacksmith. Or actually, no, you, uh, we're taking a nap. So you, you wake up, uh, what, like a, like a 45 minute power nap or like a luxury hour and a half? Does she know? She wouldn't know. She wakes up and she's just like, Hey, another day is, uh, is a gift. <laughs> so she thinks. I, and I think like there's a small crowd of people surrounding you because you've just Falling asleep in the middle of the road and everyone thinks you're dead because you're old. So they're partway through a funeral. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I was under a tree. They're like, do we? Yeah. Yeah. I, I sit up and I'm like, grateful to be alive. I look around. And everyone starts screaming, zombie, zombie. <laughs> oh, no, no, Kill no. It. I'm, a, I'm alive, it. I promise. I'm a, no, we all know. Come on. You are as, nearly as old as I am. Let's, don't kid yourself. You'll be here soon. Someone up. Opens a window. Zombie? So a zombie? I, I slay zombies, yes. Oh. I take out my sword. See? See? I kill the zombies. Zombies don't wield weapons. Also, it's a subtle back away from me gesture. <laughs> uh, you are backed away from. Everybody pretty much goes about their business as they realize uh, it is neither a dead or an undead person. Uh, but what's your plan? Oh, crap. We had one before we signed off. This is the problem with... Breaks. Well, well, the initial plan was to set fire to the town so that the zombies could not overrun it. 
However, right. what right. we could do, if you want to try and stop the this moon gate opening, is we go and set fire to the big mothball thing. Ooh, that would be a bigger fire. I think Magatama's into it. Yes. <laughs> Especially because you're old, so you're cold. I, this is all true. <laughs> Let's go set fire to the mothball. Uh, may- maybe we should just have a quick stop in at the town's leadership to see whether they can provide any sort of support or um, cannon fodder. Okay, I will walk you there. I know that you cannot get there so quickly yourself, and then I literally travel at half a mile an hour. I can, I can probably get there quicker than you can. <laughs> a gentle breeze would move my sore body quicker than you. Also, I can teleport. Really? Yeah. Can you take me with you? I don't know. I, I would assume not. Ah, uh, darn, because stairs are hard, you know? Yeah, N- Nevin, Nevin, hit us up. <laughs> Let us know who can the sword teleport. We're not going to look it up. <laughs> well, well, the, the gun can teleport. It's called blinking. Ooh. That's super cool. But, oh, or sorry, can the slinger but, teleport but, with but, it? Yeah, but, but whether if the gun teleports with the slinger attached, would that work? But... But your DM for this round, if you will it so, then it will be so. Yeah, I just really want Nevin Holmes to contact us. That would be dope. <laughs> yeah. So, Nevin, I'll give you my personal phone number. <laughs> At FireBreathingK on Twitter. Um, cool. So, yeah, uh, you head off to the one, like, uh, individual lodging. It is a simple two-story house, a large square building, uh, many windows, uh, and you see that there are people, like, outside, like, sitting in chairs, like, apparently on some sort of break, um, and many people going to and from inside and out, carrying packages or papers and things like that. Uh, There's a number of carriages nearby. Not carriages, sorry, wagons would be, uh, be more accurate or carts um uh as if traders so like uh, the fact that again it's been established but this town clearly does a lot of trading which is of note uh you enter into the building and uh you can tell by the like small line of people uh you can guess which room the lady would be i shuffle towards it with the sword wonderful uh, a few minutes pass, uh, the line empties, and uh, you see, like, a small, simple wooden, like, desk, uh, a few chairs in the front, and, like, a very powerfully built uh, woman in not, like, noble attire, because humans don't have, like, that level of culture, but, like, a very fine dress for the time and place. Um like simple material but like a uh, light embossment around the neck and the ends of the uh sleeves uh you can assume this is lady thomas she says nothing but looks at you expectantly hello i am magatama and this 
And I like hold the sword up like a, you would hold a cane up, not like you would draw a sword. Mm. And this is Maliochus, the talking bastard. Sold. <laughs> <laughs> There's that comma, listeners. <laughs> oh, uh, hello, Magatama. Talking sword. Charmed, I'm sure. Oh, my, really does talk. Uh, he. He, he does t- <laughs> Honestly, I don't I don't mind, first of all, in this apocalypse. Uh, second of all, I'm a spirit imbibing a sword, so uh, the sword is technically an it, whereas the spirit is a he, so I do not care one bit. That answers a question that I w- really wanted to ask. <laughs> I assume you were here to discuss magic? Oh, is it me? Oh, okay. Um, I mean, she's just saying to both of you, whoever wants to respond. Well, uh, our visit more um, concerns the impending zombie horde heading over this direction. We have uh, an idea to try and take care of it or mitigate the circumstances somewhat, but uh, we were just wondering whether you can supply any uh, firepower, to say, or any resources that we could use to help... uh, you all not die horribly. Um, I feel like a check should be made. Also, if you've got any cheesecake handy, I would very much like a slice. <laughs> okay, well then go ahead and pull a share for a gun. <laughs> well, uh, well, well, I already have a pair, so I may as well go, f- uh, I can still go fish, can't I, yeah. So, uh, Maestro, do you have any tens? Uh, you can go ahead and go fish, my friend. Excellent. Anyway, I will stick down this pair of fives, adding on a one for my wits to make a six. Uh, And also, I believe Magatama can play a a single card to help out, should she so wish. Hmm. Yeah. And this is the sort of thing that I know... What were those difficulties again? Like five, eight, twelve, right? So if I if I just bump it up to an eight, maybe that'll help. Yeah. All right. So I play down a two to bump him into the medium bracket. Perfect. Um, she looks at you and thinks for a moment and says, "Well, we can't provide any uh, physical aid, uh, but let us know." when you will be attacking and we can provide guards in about five minutes time <laughs> oh so like now pretty much yeah she okay. just had a nap see and it'll be about <laughs> 60 to 90 minutes until the next one we only have a limited uh, time supply <laughs> we must move quickly <laughs> but I'm up all night I'm always available <laughs> <laughs> Oh, gosh. I'm, I'm sure you understand the irony of the situation. Yeah. <laughs> Peek behind the scenes, listener. We started this recording at 3 a.m. my time. <laughs> so, they did be it up all night. I freaking get you. Like, Magatama. You when you age. Yeah, I'm going to tell you. <laughs> Me and Magatama are in a very similar nap schedule. Um, Wonderful. She says, oh, we must move quickly. Opens the window and just, like, shouts, 
guards, please uh, bring me the captain. Like, we have a, a battle to arrange. Or, sorry, no, she says, bring me my husband. Uh, we have a battle to arrange. Nice. <laughs> Fetch my husband. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, she says, if you would like to stay and discuss battle. Oh, my gosh. This lady's married to Nevin? Oh, you sly fox. Wait, no. Okay. She's not married. Nevin was not the guard captain. He worked the gate, oh. dude. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I will say you personally have met... Actually, I think both of you have met this character before in the current canon, uh, the husband. So I thought I thought you guessed it, and then she said Nevin. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, if you want to stay and discuss battle plans, feel free. Or if you'd like to head out and begin, we will uh, assemble a squad and leave uh, shortly. Well, you know what they say, um, time is a-wasting. So I, I reckon we should head out and try and get, uh, get going on this old, um, big old moth nest. And uh, when you see the big old fire, that's when you send your troops out. All right, as you will. Also, if you hear um, old people screaming, send your troops out. It's gone wrong. <laughs> uh, we will keep our ears open for screams. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, we'll I, 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 I recognize in this um, in this particular plane, you you humanoids have ear flaps that can close on a whim. So therefore. <laughs> Yes, we developed them in the last, uh, like, 80 years to prevent dust from getting in our ears. Everyone has ear flaps now. That's how they're, that's our little, like, uh, uh, stargate, like, oh, these humans are a little different. They got ear flaps. Mm. Yeah, they're, to they're totally aliens because they look exactly like humans, apart from they got teeny little ear flaps. Yeah, they got little ear flaps. Which doesn't eat into the show budget at all. Right? It's just, uh, you know, some, um, oh, I forget the name of the, the makeup you use to make a uh, texture. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah. Oh, whatever. Yeah. That stuff. That stuff. Some, they're, they're screaming into their phones. It's freaking Marmite or something. I don't know. Okay, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah, uh, you guys want to head out? Yeah. Wonderful, wonderful. Um, so you leave, and as you, uh, like, are exiting from the house, you see that uh, a couple of guards are coming up with a, like, very powerfully built. Uh, he looks like a caveman almost, like a uh, Tarzan-looking fellow. Um. Dressed in like simple pants with like a like very tall spear in his hand. Uh he you sort of cross each other in the hall, uh, and he enters into the room with Lady Thomas. Uh cool. So let's see if there's any check I can make you make. Otherwise you will probably just arrive. Okay. Anything I know what I'm gonna do. Um so you guys do just arrive at the Hive Mansion. This uh, thing made of, like, earth and regurgitated, uh, like, 
you know how like uh, bees make bees make hives by like puking up stuff. Oh my gosh! <laughs> yeah, um, these Echoblend have created themselves a like glowing, sort of lightly white colored estate. It, uh, like I said, looks very natural, but stylized as you know, like a fancy domicile. Um, there are no entrances at the base as Echoblend can fly. So you see like there's, uh, upper balconies, like higher up on the hive, maybe like 40 feet off the ground. Um, and you know, uh, Megatama, you've been around, uh, you know, you're going to have to climb it. <laughs> this might be harder than killing zombies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, or get clever, you know? Yeah. Yeah. How do I get up to the top of this other than climbing stairs or scaling a bill? I can't scale a building. My arms aren't going to hold me up. Oh, man. Yeah. They designed I mean, this to keep out elderly. <laughs> it's really well designed. <laughs> I mean, my sword can teleport, so my sword can get up there. Look at my stats for a sec. It's so rude. <laughs> Just just making the human climb up or like to do a massive thing and the sword's just like blink <laughs> i have one trinket mm-hmm. from right you get one trinket you get a trinket right my my trinket is paper promises so i think i'm gonna go to the ekenblim right like go like walk up to the thing and and call out to them and say and and um also sword might want to teleport so that uh, it's just me <laughs> risking myself doing this. Well, I can teleport up to a higher level. Yeah, yeah. Because, as I mentioned, I am simply made of metal. Yeah. No, if it gets hairy, abandon me. Um, just, yeah. Will do. Okay. <laughs> All right. Wait. So I, I walk up to the, to the walls and I say, Hello, I am Magatama. Like, it takes a couple shouts before... <laughs> Like an echo blim sort of like goes to the balcony. You see, they are dripping with elegance. They're delicate care pieces, which, you know, uh, are very, very durable, but uh, laid out in such a way that almost appears as elegant and formal wear. Big, oh, just like, flaunting their youth and immortality in the face of my wrinkled demise. <laughs> I hold up paper promises like it's a banner, you know, like a job flyer. And I say, Dilly Valley! Hmm. I'll send someone. Man. Please bring a, a small cage. I do not climb. <sighs> and, like, with a heavy sigh. Um, like, a few minutes go by, and then down at the base of the uh, tower, uh, you see, like, a powerfully built Elkoblim, almost more like a beetle than a moth. Like, very little of, like, the moth fuzz, but more, like, thickly built and, like, harder carapace. Um, mm. Rips through the base of the Echoblim's mansion, just tearing apart this naturally created substance. Uh, you see it enters into, like, an elegant game room. Uh, you see plundered treasures from the fallen society like adorn the room so like very ancient like beautifully woven mats and things like that as it was you know more natural like 
clayware pots, large vases filled with flowers. Uh, uh, yeah, and as it rips open, uh, you can act. I was sent from the other hive. You can see my proper documentation here because they say I'm the best cleaner in that hive. And uh, you requested proper help. You know, you need good servants here to polish your vases and clean your rugs. You cannot be dirtying your hands with that yourself. Uh, very good. What's the exact wording in paper promises? Pulls up actual character sheet. Yeah, I do have an actual character sheet. All right, paper promises. Any deal or promise written on this eight and a half by 11 white page disappears in an hour. So good luck me. Anything else stays. Official description. Paper promises. Wondrous item. Uncommon. This high quality piece of paper appears blank. When writing something on the paper, you can speak its command word and specify how long the written words will remain on the paper. Regardless of whether or not you specify a duration of time, after one day has passed, the paper will become blank again. Furthermore, once per day, you can speak a different command word and have the paper promises appear in your hand regardless of your distance to it. So long as you are on the same plane of existence. That's the full text. So basically, I say, be transfer orders. Uh, perfect. That uh, works for me. Um, very believable. Let's... Uh, hmm. Yeah, I want you to just... Nah, no, nah, we'll wait. I'll make you roll a check on something later on. Paper promises was a solid move. So, uh... The Echo Blim, seeing that you are not especially an artist or very attractive, sort of <laughs> entirely dis... For a second, you're like, did I do my invisibility thing on accident? <laughs> uh, but you are allowed entrance into this uh, estate. Uh, behind you, some very like spindly small Echo Blim, almost like, more like Grasshopper-like, uh, start barfing. And sealing up the hole that the big one made. <laughs> they just see me and they're like, oh, motivation, they barf more. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gross. Um, yeah. You uh, see in the game room, there are a few Echo Blim, like the traditional fancy ones, sort of lounging or like playing card games at a small table. Let's say there's like four or five of them. Uh, and many human servants uh that just like not like emaciated but like you know they are not in compared to the luxury that the echo blim live in these uh servants aren't being treated very well mm. wow all right they suck all right so um <laughs> my sword and i can talk in our heads without people having to overhear us which is really convenient Super awesome. It's like the spell message for a non-wizard. Um, so, how's my sword doing? I check in. Hey, you fall asleep? I take naps too. It's okay. No, I, I'm, I'm here. Uh, I'm just hanging out outside. I found a, an, an overlook position on the, on the hive. I have just been teleporting myself up the cliff face. <laughs> Go from the outside of the building, there's a sword Just slightly higher. <laughs> yeah, pretty it. much. <laughs> I, I, f I found the main entrance. Uh, it's like a garage type thing. They've got all sorts of um, things up here. It's, it's really strange, but 
I think we should probably, if we want to set this thing on fire, make our way into the center. So in, in that case, I need to join you somehow. So I will start teleporting up. Okay, I will clean things as I make my way to you. And I genuinely like clean a vase, move a room, <laughs> clean a vase, move a room. Uh, yeah, the the echo the are like, oh, right to work. Excellent. Um, uh, you see that the hallways and rooms are filled with echo blim. Like, uh, you knew that they were gathering here and you get the strong feeling, uh, it's going to happen soon. Like you, you, you're getting a maximum capacity vibe. As I make my way to Maliocus, am I overhearing any conversations? Like what are people's opinions here? They'll let, you know. let me hear what's, what's, what's the buzz? <laughs> and noise. Uh, give me an I've been around, I guess. Okay. I went to roll a dice again. Wouldn't you know it? Okay. Throw <laughs> there them. was no dice because I had thrown it out a window. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> oh, gosh. All right. I know that you don't have a six, Maestro, and I know that you don't have an eight. And that means I'm going to ask you for a five. Do you have a five, Maestro? I do not. Ooh, so I'm going fish. Okay, okay, okay. Checking my rules again. All right. Um, you can play a face card to pass a check. So I play a queen that I just drew. Uh, wonderful. You pass the check. Yes. Um, so you hear that the general clamor about the estate is uh, what the new world they're going to open the portal will be like be like oh i've heard the scouts uh have said that uh there's multiple continents like oh that's novel um the people are hardy very uh, like multiple multiple races oh they'll make excellent servants yes and it'll be interesting to see what they turn into when we Give them the gift of echo blimification. <laughs> gotta blim them out. <laughs> yeah, get them all blim, blimmed up. <laughs> Dripping with egg. Um, uh, sick as egg. I don't know. Okay, is that, <laughs> yes. All right, episode title. Um, but uh, yeah, basically they are uh, discussing how they're going to plunder both the resources and the people. And uh, you would not know as Magatama, but uh, they seem to be describing the plane upon uh, where uh, draws rests. Mm. Just fun fact. Um, so are you two meeting up? Or are you teleporting together? I'm making my way to the teleporting sword. I guess I'm cleaning a vase, and then one of the stems coming out of it is a sword. <laughs> uh, Rad, you've met up. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> we we've managed to uh, teleport inside, and then wait until like the corridor is clear, and then you teleport a bit more, and then we found like a potted plant. We can just hide in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we're chilling and listening to people. Are they like, they're all on board? They're like, yeah. Um, like, generally, yes. Um, 
it's not so much about being on board or not. Everyone's generally like, this is going to happen. Uh, the manner in which they're speaking about the subject really varies. Like some people are almost like, it's like perfunctory, like, oh, we got to go do this again. Like, well, we have to expand the people. Um, other people are like, F yeah. Like, I can't wait to go kidnap a bunch of people. Like, I mean, I, my estate is so empty. I need servants. Like, this will be a massive influx. Um, and then some people are like oddly hesitant, like almost, you know, um, like from Hamilton, uh, talk less, smile more. Where they're just like, uh, people are like, yeah, aren't you excited about maybe they'll have a, a shiny, like, new type of magic? And they're just like, uh huh, yeah, that'll be great. <laughs> so fun. Yeah. yeah, to like murder a whole plane. I, I love it. I love what it. What we did last time, it worked out really well. It's so good. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Remember that time we murdered a bunch of people? Yeah, I love it. Uh, <laughs> Maliokas, uh, you're getting very, like, chatter around hell vibes. We're like, oh, water cooler talk. Yes, well, it's not quite a water cooler. We used to have acid coolers. <laughs> We'd uh, take a little cone of and then pour it over whatever poor soul happened to be passing at the time. <laughs> <laughs> and their skin would melt off and uh, we'd take one of their finger bones and um, light it at the end and smoke it <laughs> water cooler I, I, you know, st- standard, standard talk really yeah I just immediately pictured this as well just instead of a cup some guy's m- mouth <laughs> pouring Ew. acid um <laughs> Uh, yeah, so what's the move? You could attempt to interact with the Echo Blim. You, you, you know, you've, you've been around to some degree. Uh, servants don't really talk to them, but it's not like you're not allowed to, you know? Yeah, it might be easier for my sword, don't you think? Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Just uh, adventure, magic sword, and the sword is the face. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I, like, um, I mean, do I see any cool marble tables? Like, you know how rich people always got to make those tables out of stone blocks and stuff? Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. So, like, I'm going to take Maliocus over there and just kind of, like, put you in the stone, right? Find a nice crack, wedge it in. I don't know. Just, like, subtle. The, the point is subtle. It's so like, oh, and then a light beam, and there's a sword and a stone. Where did this come from? Or can you teleport into the stone? Yeah, that's what I was going to suggest. Yeah, man, I can't wedge you in a stone. I'm like an old lady. All right. Just subtly so, cracking yeah, a marble you... table. <laughs> that's not going to happen. Okay. Is there, like, a marble table around where maybe, Meliokas, you could, like, teleport in? And and then the light would be like, ah, and then there'd be, like, a sword and a stone suddenly appeared in the room? Uh, to, to what end would we want this to happen? <laughs> Why? That's a good point. <laughs> uh, what if you if you're interested? What we could do is if you break the head off a mob, just attach it to my point, and then pretend that I am a mob, and then you can carry me around and clean as we get to the center, and then we set everything on fire. I love this idea. I take my sword mop and I clean my way across the room. <laughs> uh, yeah. Being Hell's Jester, Meliokas, you're like, this is good. This is funny. <laughs> like, truly, this is a solid bit. <laughs> 
and then you're like being pushed against the ground like a normal mop like left right left right <laughs> but it's clearly a bladed sword <laughs> um well it's which... a win-win situation for me if it works then we get to the center and we set this place on fire if it doesn't work then the old lady dies <laughs> hey <laughs> that's going to happen anyway well, yes, uh, but at least this time, it's, um, I get to see it. Yeah, okay. All right, okay. My my little evil sword here. <laughs> oh, you're so evil. <laughs> oh, you're so evil. Mop, mop, mop. <laughs> Ow. Uh, <laughs> as we established, uh, materials get absorbed into the sword, so, like, you just dry <laughs> mopping. <laughs> you keep dumping it in the bucket and stuff like that, but you immediately just, you know... <laughs> It's mop water. Yeah. Drink a bunch of mop water. I, I am going to need to be dropped into a bucket of wine after we're done here. <laughs> uh, can I get a glass of wine in the tallest, thinnest glass you have? A yard of wine, please. <laughs> uh. Uh, so... We're making our way through these rooms. We've got people, we're loving it over there. And then is there any chance that some of the Ekinblim who aren't as like into it might be like in a different room quietly talking to one another? And they don't pay attention to me because I'm just this is the cleaner janitor lady. Of course they would keep talking, right? Hmm. Yes. And we give me one. Uh, I've been around. My cards, uh, man. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um. And this will also count for, like, the uh, interaction that comes after. So this is just a general success for the scene. Yeah. I don't have a pair, so I'm going back to my character sheet. Um, Desperate Gambit. It's a move I can make. And I'm going to read it. I make a bet with the twist. So looking at the five and the eight, <laughs> like crap in my hand, just nothing. Uh, I make a bet with the twist. If I win, I'll gain power. Me and the maestro or the other player each place a card from my hand face down and then reveal them. So I'm going to do that, maestro, with you. Okay. If mine has a higher value, I'm going to succeed at this current check and draw a card. And then both spent cards are put in the discard pile. So here's what I'm doing. I'm putting a card down on the table. Do you see it? Face down? Uh, okay. Okay. All right. So, oh, no. I saw yours. Oh. oh, no. Okay. So, as I twist and bend, I'm going to go with a sprout little bat hell wings because the twist malforms me. And my card was an eight. What was yours? Mine was a nine. Oh, dang. Okay. So, I don't overhear people because I'm busy sprouting hell spawn wings. Uh, yeah, you, like, mm. you find the room, and these people are like, yes, perhaps we could do that. And then they look into the hallway and see an old woman sprout bat wings. <laughs> My body is, like, twisting, and I'm, I'm like, oh, arthritis is really kicking up today. <laughs> and they close the door. <laughs> Darn. Well, on the bright side, you don't need to worry about stairs no more. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Ooh, you guys, I'm I'm real dying. <laughs> this is very bad for the survival of the lady. Oh, you'd have a great time in hell. Let me tell you something. <laughs> you should die. Go to hell. <laughs> um, I'm sure we'd have a job for an old lady such as yourself. 
Yeah. Yeah, if my twist track fills up, I lose myself to the twist never to be freed. Ooh. I can become a monster for you guys to kill. We've got a bunch of teenagers down there that really hate old ladies telling them stories. <laughs> so if you want to spend uh, spend uh, an eternity telling them uh, a story that has no end, then do I have a job for you? <laughs> I would be so good at that. <laughs> and I do miss my granddaughter, so I could pretend uh, uh, no, to say No I, need I to know. practice. No need to practice. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, wonder how much do you have left in your twist track? Uh, just one, because this is a one-shot, so if I use the last one, I'm lost forever. Uh, and then I'll probably, like, rage out, Hulk attack everybody around me, I imagine. Mm-hmm. And, and, okay. Interesting. Cool. Um, so, yeah, you make it up higher into the mansion, you know, you attempted to listen in, potentially, but, uh, did not plan pan out because you sprouted those back bat wings um but what would what what where are you going well if i know anything about this sort of uh, structure we need to head directly into the center where there will be some sort of um maybe a brain or something certainly flammable that we can just set on fire and we'll spread outwards and burn the entire thing to the ground yeah or like uh, i'm picturing like a stargate arch yeah. 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 Okay, I will uh, guide you told Zell and I mop my way to the middle. Yeah, so, there, there must be signs or something, something to, to indicate our central direction. Do I see any of my villagers that have been ekemblimmed? Like people I knew before they were accepted for their art and beauty? Oh, 100%. Oh. Yeah, like, uh, and they look at you with just faces of zero recognition, or at least uh, a perfectly perfected uh, veneer of, uh, like, haughty disinterest. So, like, you know, like, uh, when you pretend not to know, remember someone from high school because you don't want to talk to them? Oh... Ah, uh, just because you're immortal and you stop aging, you think it's okay. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> she's seething. Yeah. Yeah. She, yeah. Her 90 year old self is seething at like the 18 year old like it girl that left her behind, became an Ekenblim, didn't invite her. Oh. Yeah. You see, she's with the guy you had a crush on, and they're still together. <sighs> it's rough. <laughs> they have a really nice life together. <laughs> And I'm mopping their floor. Okay, she's mad. She's mad. And she's heading in the middle. <laughs> cool. So with that, like, your warrior spirit has been inflamed. You are the slinger. <laughs> it's time to freaking sling. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, just as you had assumed, you see in the heart of this hive, stylized as a, like, large... Um, like, uh, some southern houses will be built like a square with a central courtyard. It's that same thing where there's balconies all along, like, the the sort of, like, circle. Um, it's no harsh angles because it's made of barf. Um, <laughs> wax, I'm sorry. <laughs> Stucco. Um, yeah. Uh, there's, like, balconies lining this, like, circular sort of, uh, I don't think atrium is the right word, but it's... One of, I can the only word I can think of enclosed and at the center of it for the second time in your life, Magatama, 
you see a moon gate. You recognize this from your childhood. They have recreated one of those things that broke your world. Like, you've been aware of them for a number of years, but this is the first time you've been wild enough to actually go into the center of an Echoblim hive and be like, I'm going to burn it down. Um, and, uh, yeah, how does that how does that make you feel? You're already pretty pissed. To Maliocus in my head, I say, So it is! That is a moon gate. And I point it out to you. You know what? If we had this entire room and you said to me, with no prior knowledge, point out the moon gate, I think I would know. Can I get an embodiment of magic from you, Maliocus? Uh, you certainly can. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, Maestro, I don't suppose you have a four. I do not. Okay, going fishing. <laughs> you know, go fish. Yeah. <laughs> right, so let's see, we don't have any pairs. Let's see, if a player lacks pairs, can't pay, checks cost, or doesn't wish to, blah, blah, becomes a bargain. The face cards, eh. Uh, so are we saying the Jokers basically just summon an Echo Blim? Mm-hmm. It's the big bad, so it would be like the end of the game sort of thing? Yeah, I, I think a force the climax might be appropriate Okay, terminology. Because I was going to say we're surrounded by them. Right? <laughs> yeah, it would go from them like regarding you with disinterest to you suddenly and horribly becoming the center of attention for them. <laughs> okay. So in that case, we we need to do a blind play. Uh, isn't that combat or? Uh, so no, no, no. Um, hmm. So on on the bargain thing, it says if a player lacks pairs, can't pay a check's cost, or doesn't wish to, in order to retain pairs for future checks, or for narrative reasons, it becomes a bargain. Hmm. I uh, see. Page forty. And then if they can't or don't want to, it becomes a blind play. Resulting in failure or limited sex success with complications. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. It's getting dicey. Yeah, it's getting cardy. Getting cardy. <laughs> <laughs> we got there. Yeah. Um, okay, right. blind play. Whoa. So, what do we do? Blind play. Um, all right, so... Every blind play has a set difficulty based on the action's context. Easy has become 14... Uh, so this is blackjack. Um, yeah, but basically we all yeah. play a card. Yeah, each, here's an all, example. All three of us. If, uh, so you would set a difficulty, easy, medium, or hard, Maestro. Go ahead and you can say that, because we need to know. Okay, I'm going to... And this is uh, this is easy. Like, okay, honestly, that's... this wasn't supposed to be that crazy. Yeah, so it's 14. So with the Maestro, the duo wants to do something. The difficulty is easy. So we need a 14 between our cards. The maestro flips the deck's top card. So let's go ahead and do that. That's the first step. What's the deck's top card? Uh, six. Okay, six. Oh, that was mine. The three. Uh, each player places a face-down single from their hand and simultaneously flips them. And the, the card that you flipped is added to whatever we play. So we have to beat a 14 with a six, but not... Bust, which is to go over 21, no, um, so it's blackjack. The, the, the top card yeah. was a three. He, he um, stole my card. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Not out of one of the player's hands, but out of the deck. 
Okay. All right. So the top card was a three. So a three plus whatever we put down has to, we have to be over 14, but we can't bust. So both of us secretly, uh, with my wide variety of options to give you a card, (laughs) I have two choices. Um, And they are the same, basically. So I guess, um, yeah. So I'm going to flip this card face down and put it on the table. And when you're ready, Maliocus, put a card face down on the table, and we're going to try to not bust, which is not hit. That should uh, should be easy enough. 21. Yeah. Okay, I'm ready. Okay. Three, two, one. Mine is a six. Mine's also a six. six. Okay, plus three. 15. Yeah, you're chilling. We beat 14. All right, cool. Congratulations. Uh, You see uh, Maliocus. This is like you're you're a demon from hell. Uh you know some pretty pretty good magic. You don't have the manual dexterity to perform it anymore. But like, you know, you you have quality magic. This is one of the most dime store rinky dink gates. Like you're kind of like, you know, you're a demon, you're a little bit rude. Your instant thought is, oh, this sucks. They're bad at magic. Um, it's, like, very, very simple in its design, and the materials they're using out of are incredibly volatile. They're, like, similar to the stones that you embedded into your form earlier, you're like, okay, this is, like, the same magical wavelength, but they've tampered with it to the point where, like this thing could fall apart catastrophically at any moment. Well, I've got some good news and I've got some bad news. Yes? The bad news is for the Echoblim. They're rubbish at magic. And they're all about to die. The good news is for us. Uh, they're rubbish at magic and they're all about to die. And Nexus news. Mmm, so do I. Also, you might die. Because uh, if you stick me into that gate, I can set it on fire. Man, uh, choices for Magatama. Um, she looks at the sword, uh, broom mop in her hand, and she looks all around her at that high school it girl that left her behind, and uh, shrugs, says, I'm in. Yeah, you know you move, as established, about two miles per hour, and you're in the dead <laughs> center of a massive estate. If a fire breaks out, there is no way you can feasibly escape in time. But you would be bringing down a moon gate, you know? Let's do it. All right. Let's. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Cool. So you need to make some kind of check, probably, right? I mop my way towards the gate, and I think, yeah, I think... uh... Would we do it as a... All right, so... Yeah, what is the plan exactly? And then we'll figure out what we're going to do. Uh, I'm going to stick the sword in the gate. Right? Sword? Is that what you want? Just a uh, very simple... Yes, just... You're just going to okay. I'm going to shot put the sword into the gate. Because, right? That's how... I can, I have no physical strength. So the only way for me to, to get you at it with any speed is for me to whirl around... Yes, I, I, I would need to be in there with uh, some level of strength. Otherwise, the flames will not embed. And DM, I think this would be a hard blind play. Uh, page 38 of the the text. Uh, yeah, I mean, I would I'm agree. Blow up. Yeah. 
okay. All right. Um, Maliokis, it was an honor working with you. I wish I could say the same. I see you in hell. Oh, yes. We, we, we must get burritos. <laughs> Whirl around. I I have this. I hold the mop. I don't even take the mop head off, or the tennis ball. And I whirl around. And if you've ever seen someone shot, put I whirl slowly and slowly and then faster. And I throw the sword with all of my might into the gate, trying to hit the keystone at the top. I don't know how arches work. Don't come at me. And <laughs> we will not learn. <laughs> I might learn. You could teach me. <laughs> And the gemstones on the hilt and pommel. I also don't know how swords work. Don't don't come at me. <laughs> Flash in the light and the sword. And then here's the part where... Um, this, is, this is where I channel my rage because I'm also an agent of fury now. So, uh, I mean, mechanically, I pick uh, a random card from the deck. So I will just take this top one. The card's value is a pool that I divide between targets and distance. So, let's have a look. It's a five, so I don't know what that means. Um, between targets and distance and freet, uh, targets. But yeah, basically, I just become fiery with vengeance, and then hopefully you hit the the, the gate. <laughs> I'm I'm sure okay. a fire. I'm on it. Like there, there's a fire about to start anyway. Whether it starts in the place you want. <laughs> This is a different matter. <laughs> a fire will be starting. <laughs> Let's do the blind plays. So blind plays, the way that they work is dealer draws the top card of the deck, oh, which I, I can do for you if you want. Um, uh, uh, oh, wait. oh, it's a 10. So a 10 is going to get added to what we do, and we have to beat 18 without busting. So I'm going to flip the only card left in my hand face down and put it on the table. And Maliokis can do the same, and we'll both reveal our card at the same time. So we've um, got a ten right mine, now. Mine is the mine is the only card that's not a Joker. Oh great! <laughs> so let's see how this goes, shall we? Yeah. Okay. And three, two, one. one. Flip. Oh my goodness! <laughs> Four that and a five plus the ten. That's a nineteen. You freaking little goblins <laughs> threaded the needle so beautifully. Uh, all right. So, man, you've done this before. You're just killing monsters. Simple as that. And as the sword exits your hand, flying across, inflaming, getting supernaturally hot, the magical energies that flow through the sword touch like a wet finger in a light socket or uh perhaps more okay like a piece of tin foil in a light socket ripples run throughout the moon gate uh the form like the actual structure of it splinters cracks and shatters and the balconies full of echo blim are immediately buffeted back like slammed against walls, thrown out of the skies if they were flying, as a wave of magical energy, what was tightly contained teleportation magic, like a overwound guitar string shaped into a portal, uh, is immediately <laughs> ruptured and sends out a wave of force. 
Magatama, you are also blown across the room. Your frail old lady body is smashed into a wall. And, and you know you're, like, not long for this world. I would give you the option. If you have an ability that would give you one more twist, you can choose the way you go out. Either from, you know, natural forces, or you can go ahead and mutate into a monster. Well, I'm out of cards. I know, technically, I, I draw three more when uh, you run out, but... I'm out of cards, but that seems fitting as I slam into the wall, as my eyes close for the last time, I watch moths become flammable and it's a good day. Yes. You see like just from the force alone, this hive has been deeply damaged and like structurally so, so it's coming down, but also the energies released from the gate, you know, ripple, start a small fire. Yeah. Uh, and which will grow into a large fire. And yeah. And whatever world that was doesn't have to go through what mine did. And I feel like I've saved that world. That's so cool. You know what? Maliokas, you, you're all a pretty cool guy. <laughs> uh, as you see this sword once again, like, you know, because you threw it up at the arch, it falls and being supernaturally sharp slides back into the rock a piece of rock that makes up this that made it once made up this moon gate so you know you close your eyes for the last time and the last thing you see is your sword being returned to a stone oh not again come on (laughs) (laughs) and on that note thank you for listening to us we're fire breathing kittens we were joined by magatama this was Gun and Slinger. It's a tabletop role-playing game by Nevin. Pick it up if you want to give it a try. I like that we're on a first-day basis with Nevin now. I didn't write down the last name, but uh, I wrote down the I, first name. Hey, I, 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 I gotta pull it up. It's Nev. I've said it a couple. Holmes. Holmes. Nevin Holmes. It's for Nevin Holmes. We just call him Nevy. <laughs> Thank you for making this game. It was fun. And it's nice to be able to play with a deck of cards. You don't have to have dice, um, you, you don't always have dice with you when you're traveling and you want to be able to play Go Fish and Blackjack. You can. There you go. Uh, and of course, uh, Meliokas. And once again, I find myself stuck in a piece of rock. I just hope that sometime, someday, someone comes and picks me up so I can set them on fire. But I'm sure I'll make my way to a different plane once once in a while. We'll see how this turns out. Uh, yeah, I mean, you are jammed into a stone deeply <laughs> infused with volatile teleportation magic. So it's more than reasonable if you spend another thousand years jammed in this rock, you might be able to uh, do something with it. Um, <laughs> there's the fast trip to reincarnation, and then there's the slow trip. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Taking the long way. Easy Sunday drive. Oh, gosh. Uh, Alright, bye. (laughs) (laughs) Hi, I'm George Siegel, and I'd like to invite you to listen to my podcast called Tell Us How to Make It Better. I think we can all agree there are a lot of problems in the world. You probably know people who like to complain about them. 
On my podcast, I like to introduce you to people who are actually trying to make those problems better. My guests range from a DIY queen who shows you how to do projects around the house to a woman who has created an app to help keep your family safe. We've done shows on repurposing trees to the dangers of binge drinking among teens to finding solutions to the challenges of climate change. I love people who are trying to solve problems, and I hope you'll join me each week to hear their stories on the Tell Us How to Make It Better podcast. Greetings, Goofy. I'm Kamrayin Aline Maharet Jarrell, a.k.a. Transnito, b.k.a. Tranos. Say it with your whole chest, or I'll seduce your dad and biopeg him at the family get-together. Try me. I'm the host of Tranos and the Lived Experience, a podcast about current events, comedy, and calamity. Everywhere podcasts can be streamed, Tranos and the Lived Experience, the show that force-feeds you clam strips in a White Castle parking lot.